Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour two, here we go. Mike Dettelier coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. We'll return to Pelican's talk. More of your calls. See a couple of people on hold. to we'll get you in a little bit. But want to talk about a story that disturbed me and really outraged me today. And the more I read about it, the deeper I got into it, the more outraged that I was. And that was the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office raid that you just heard about there in the top of the hour news on David Onyemata in his apartment and his subsequent citation and summons in court. Now, I'm going to go over the details of what happened there. You just heard it in the news and you can find it online. But the entire dog and pony show here certainly put our country's draconian marijuana laws back in the spotlight. And it seemed to be aimed at Onyemata for the purpose of a public relations coup by the JPASO. Getting a judge to sign off on a search warrant and then execute a midday raid on his apartment is, is just absurd. And that's at best. Could be a derelict misuse of public funds and resources at worst. Now, some of the products found inside his residence, along with a little bit of marijuana, included hemp powder, THC oils, that all can be purchased at places like, well, Amazon, and delivered to your front door. You can find similar products at stores throughout New Orleans, legal products. JPASO included those products in their report because they likely believe it's going to make their raid somehow appear more justified to the public. And I get by the letter of the law that Onyemata cannot have marijuana and some cannabis-based products in his possession. It's the law. And JPASO and Sheriff Joseph Lepinto, they're going to hide behind the shield of, well, they're only enforcing the laws on the books. Don't buy what they're selling there. Don't believe the propaganda Lepinto is selling either. He told the Times-Picayune today, this is his quote, we don't issue misdemeanor summons all day long for possession of marijuana. Or excuse me, we issue misdemeanor summons all day long for possession of marijuana. It's news because he's a Saints player, end quote. It's just silly. Comparing what happened with Onyemata and the raid there to what happens, quote, all day long in Jefferson Parish is absolute rubbish. It's nonsense. It appears the last time JPASO executed a search warrant and arrested somebody for having marijuana mailed to their home was in 2016. That's not every day. And in that instance, in 2016, the guilty party was arrested for distribution of marijuana, over four ounces of pot, 12 grams of wax, a scale, other paraphernalia. Lepinto's own words was that this was for, quote, personal use. And have a lot there. Onyemata wasn't selling or distributing. Again, Lepinto says, quote, it was a personal amount. Also, are we supposed to believe JPSO is executing raids on the home of Jefferson Parish residents who they believe might possess a personal level of marijuana? 
Let's be honest here. What percentage of the parish's population has consumed marijuana in the last week? Is it 10%, 25%, 50%? What about the past month or year? Lepinto's statement that this happens all the time is absurd on its face. Let me ask you this question. What's more plausible here? JPASO looking for the attention of arresting a Saints player on a drug charge or that they would have done the same to a person nobody knows next door? If you believe the latter, well, there's no real precedent for what the JPASO JPSO has done with Anya Mata. I've said this before. I don't think that athletes, public figures should be above the law. I really don't. But I also don't think that they should be singled out by law enforcement because of their fame. We're never going to know with certainty if Anya Mata was singled out this way. I tell you, the breadcrumbs point that way, though. It just does. And regardless of the intent here by the JPSO, this case, again to me, highlights the absurdity, and we're going to use that word a lot here, absurdity, that are the various marijuana laws around the country. If there's any good to come of this situation, it's to highlight how ridiculous it is to use public resources this way. 70% of Americans, this is the latest poll this last month, 70% of the entire country, young, old, Different socioeconomic backgrounds, black, white, conservative, liberal, independent. 70% of Americans believe that marijuana should be legal. Perhaps Anyamata made a mistake by living in Jefferson Parish here, where the laws governing the use of marijuana remain among the most archaic and draconian in the country. Here in Orleans Parish, where I live, where the office is, they decriminalized marijuana use in 2016. Most they really could have done here was cite on Yamada. Certainly wouldn't have gotten a warrant to raid his house. Ten states now in our country allowed for the broad recreational use of marijuana. Yet we had authorities in Jefferson Parish believe the best use of their limited resources and taxpayer dollars is to raid David Onyamata's residence for this sideshow? I, look, I am not absolving Anyamata from the things he did wrong. Okay, It's a, an incredibly poor decision, to say the least, to have an illegal substance mailed to your home, regardless of quantity or intention. And it's against the law, technically, so I get that. And finally, the NFL prohibits marijuana use in their collective bargaining agreement. So he's going to face consequences, probably a suspension, fine, maybe more. Who knows what Sean Payton's going to do and this team's going to do. I get all that. If this would have been a situation where the NFL says he's going to suspend him for four games because of the workplace rules, I get it. But let's talk about Anyamata's profession here as a football player. This has to be talked about. His employer, fans, the NFL, expect him and other players to show complete reckless abandon for their body for eight months out of the year. These players sustain incredible damage to their bodies each season, and the league still doesn't even offer them lifetime health benefits. I'm going to be real frank again here with you. The science behind cannabis and marijuana use shows how beneficial it can be to players experiencing pain like Onyemata. Instead, the league that he plays for, that plays in, 
promotes the use of addictive, highly addictive opioids and painkillers. This is hypocrisy, folks, at the highest level. Look, I could go on a commentary here, and I believe this. I think in Jefferson Parish, the state of Louisiana, the country, you got to enact common sense legislation regulating recreational marijuana use and cannabis. But from the NFL standpoint here, it's imperative that they modify their outdated rules governing this. It's especially critical considering a large portion of their players now reside in jurisdictions where that consumption is legal. The NBA, they've already kind of done this. They've got some rules on the books, but they don't enforce them because that's bargained with their players association. They're light years ahead of the NFL on this. NFL playing catch-up like they are in a lot of aspects. So I get it. Anyamata broke the law. He's going to face penalties in court as well as whatever punishment comes from the NFL. However, this is what I want you to know. This comes from the deepest parts of my heart. David Anyamata is not a villain here, regardless of what the JPASO released or is trying to show. He's another victim of these outdated drug laws that are overzealously enforced by attention-seeking law enforcement departments. David Anyamata is not a villain. Our policies are. You can also find my written commentary online at WWL.com right now. The Anyamata raid by JPASO, disgraceful. So are our marijuana laws. Let's squeeze in Uptown Ruler here. Ruler, welcome on in. What say you? Hey, man, look, let me, let me tell you two things, all right? I suffer with arthritis. I smoke marijuana. It does good for me. Now, as far as I'm concerned, they ought to make marijuana legalized because it's, it's, it's less harmful than the painkillers they're giving out here. And you don't have to overdose with it. So my problem, my thing is, this should have been made marijuana legalized because if you give anybody painkillers, you don't know what they're doing on the street or what they're doing after they get the painkillers. They may be selling them or they may be hooked on heroin. You know what I'm saying? Marijuana does nobody no harm. Yeah, and that's that's it for sure, Uptown I'm, Ruler. And I, I, I look, I understand that. That's a conversation probably for the daytime shows. I'm not saying I, I – I disagree with you there at all. I probably agree with you a lot. By the way, everybody listening, don't pretend to know like what I do and what I don't do every day. Just because I'm on one side of an issue doesn't mean that I do everything that is on that side of the issue. But this is about the raid. Like, they made this show of the raid. They raided the dude's house for a personal level of marijuana use because he's a Saints player. That's what I believe. I believe that this was Joe Sixpack over in Elmwood, and the name Anyamata didn't show up. They wouldn't have done this, nor should they have. All right, we'll take a break here. More of your phone calls, 504-260-1870. And Mike Dettelier coming up. We'll ask him about this. And also ask him about some of the questions heading into the Saints offseason. I'm Seth Dunlap. This is the last lap on WWL. Saints defensive lineman David Onyemata likely going to be facing a league suspension for marijuana possession this next offseason. Talking about that. Lots of commentary coming in on the text line at 870-870. Also, phone calls. We'll get to those in just a little bit. But Mike Tillier coming on in here, football analyst for WWL. Mike, uh, what's going on? I'm not going to ask you the political side of this. We won't get into those weeds. Uh, but I want to talk about the NFL policy 
side of this uh, you know you and i know you know a lot of former football players a lot of current football players and the physical pain that they put their bodies through i just don't get why the league promotes opioid and painkiller use at a rampant rate but won't modernize their marijuana policy the nba has already done it and the nba nfl's playing catch up here to me ain't they always yeah, yeah. i mean if it's from instant replay uh to any sort of technology um, but you know what, with the, uh, pain kills, they hand them out in handfuls, right? Like literal handfuls. To these guys. <laughs> you know, they, they, they prescribe it to you. So that, that's the big difference. You know, the, and you, we don't live in a state with, uh, uh, you know, prescribed marijuana yet. I mean, yet, because come on, the society part of all this is starting to change in front of our very eyes, no matter how you feel about it one way or another, but it's going to be a reality real, real quickly, uh, like it is in a number of other states. So the, the big difference is uh, the doctors uh, involved with teams give out <laughs> the painkillers. You're not handing out the marijuana, so to speak, if, if you're an NFL team. That, that's the big difference with all of this. And, you know, they feel as though, well, we can control it. Uh, get a lot of doctors to sign off on prescriptions. That's a good point. Al Yamad is entering the final year uh, of his contract this next year. Do you think this changes the Saints' plans with him? We know Sean Payton doesn't like these off-field distractions. We saw what happened with Willie Sneed. Who knows what happens with P.J. Williams? What do you think happens with Onyemata? No, I don't think it affects him. You know, he's got a year left, and we'll see how that works out. But uh, what he did was train wreck my, my column this week because <laughs> what I was going to write Sunday was, just thinking about the season and kind of how it went down, we all know that this this football team has got to go out in free agency and get a veteran tight end, a veteran receiver. Uh, what they do in the draft, you know, where you're going to pick late in the second round, you don't have a third and fourth round pick, and you you know you got later picks. You're going to have to make a splash here somewhere, and you got to bring in veteran talent at tight end and wide receiver. But if they spend big money, Seth, it's going to be a defensive tackle. And Eve, I thought about this. In fact, I've got half of it typed, and now I got to redo it uh, because of the incident. But last year, with a healthy Rankins, no off the field issue with Onyemata, and Tyler Davidson under a contract, they made a big money play toward Muhammad Wilkerson and Indomitian Sue. Why wouldn't they do that this year? For all the talk about tight end wide out, and I do think they will address it in free agency. I think if this football team spins major nickels, so to speak, it's going to be a defensive tackle. You look at the success of the Eagles two years ago and then last year before the injuries hit them. You look at what's happened with the Rams and them pairing up and Dominican Sue with Michael Brockers and Aaron Donald, who they already had. Uh, I, I think Sean and Mickey, they, they want to get that, that big push up the middle. It's getting harder and harder to find the edge guys. I told this to Coach O the day after he got the job. You're going to find you the next great quarterback before you find you the next great pass rusher. I didn't realize how good Calavian Chason was. but uh, So he might have me trump there. But it's, it's really difficult. Think in the league, how many top pass rushers under 25 years old? Not many. You might, uh, you might say Joey Bosa can do it. Um, is Frank Clark under 25? I don't even think he's under 25 anymore. I don't know. No, no, he's, he's over. And you think about, you know, miles, uh, at Cleveland and, uh, 
unbelievably he's got some years in the league, but Neil Hunter at Minnesota is still under 20. <laughs> right. year five. Uh, okay, so even if you can name three or four, this is a 32-team league with 64 starting defensive ends. They're not coming out. The numbers aren't there. But I can find you a whole bunch of interior people, really good people. And this is the best draft I've ever done for interior defensive linemen. So, to me, that's a priority where you can get a guy that can push that inside pocket, and we talk about this all the time, every week, of quarterbacks being able to step up, get a little extra time, step up in the pocket, make a throw. Well, if, if I've got that push up the middle, guess what? You can't do it. And, again, I flow it back. What was the decision last year uh, with a healthy Rankins, Anyamata, all, you know, no issues, and Davidson under contract, and you made a big play toward Wilkerson and Sue. Don't you think they're going to do that this year? Yeah, not to so mention he, what they did in the draft, right? So, uh, again, it goes right back to it. Pressure breaks the pipe. You know, you got to get it. And then now you got Davenport coming off his injury uh, with surgery. So, Seth, even despite all the issue, the issue situation with Anyamata, uh, my thought was they got to go defensive tackle anyway because we don't know if Rankins is going to be ready. We've had people on on second guess of a couple doctors from Thibodeau Regional Medical Center who made the comment they don't think he'd probably be ready until October to play. So that means you're missing four or five, maybe six games into the season before he's ready to roll. And do they re-sign Tyler Davidson, or does he look around? That's good stuff here. Mike, can I hold you through this 60-second break? I want to ask you about Ingram and, and Michael Thomas, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. All right, 60-second break here. Mike Dettelier, at Mike Dettelier on Twitter, NFL and college football analyst here for WWL, and, of course, as he just mentioned, host of the second guest show on Mondays during football season. Back with Mike here in 60 seconds on WWL. Back here with Mike Dettelier, at Mike Dettelier on Twitter, WWL's NFL and college football analyst, host of the second guest show, and, Lots of decisions coming this offseason, Mike, for the Saints. You went through some of them. Two of the bigger decisions they'll have are what to do with Mark Ingram, if they will offer him enough money to keep him here. He's an unrestricted free agent. Then Michael Thomas, who is eligible for a new contract. He's signed through next season, but you know he's going to want to be paid like the best receiver in football. I'm going to want more money even than Odell Beckham, I would imagine here. What do you think, Mike, they do with those two players in particular? Well, uh, you know, again, I'm sure that there's been a lot of discussion between Thomas and his agent. Uh, the fear part for the Saints is that uh, somebody else gets involved here and trumps the Odell Beckham deal. You know, because everybody's going to use that, you know, what OBJ got um, as kind of the uh, gold standard. Uh, is he going to get that money? Probably not. But he's going to be in that zip code uh, as far as uh, finances is concerned. So, uh, do you want to bring this out until the final year and have that with a player playing out that final year of his contract? Normally that's not the case for a star player, and that's what you got here in Michael Thomas. With Mark Ingram, I think the Saints – not Saints. I, I know the Saints want him back. I know he wants to come back. But it's been a year and a half of negotiations, and you ain't moved squat. You haven't moved anything closer – to where you are to, you know, re-sign him than you were a year and a half ago. Uh, so I got a feeling Ingram test the market and look around. And this isn't the presidential election. You know, you're not trying to get electoral votes here. All you need is one. <laughs> yeah. All you need is one. And there's a team up north 
um, who's now built a little bit differently today in the Baltimore Ravens. I think that would be interesting. Uh, you think about how he would fit in that offense uh, very, very well. And uh, you look at this draft class, uh, again, there may be one late first-round pick, but probably just one if there is. going to be a lot of guys second, third round. But I do think there will be one team that um, could lay that money on the table for him enough to make him shake loose. Uh, Mike, uh, do you think him. his his relationship with Sean Payton, they're so close, that's been well documented. Also, his pursuit of that rushing record, he broke one of Deuces, still one to go. Do you think those factor in at all for Mark and one to come back here? Not at this stage of his career. I, I just think, you know, this is his last payday. He realizes that as, as well as anyone. That this, this is it as a 29-year-old running back. Seth, you ain't cashing a lot more checks. Uh, you know, those guys, as you're getting up in age, understand that uh, the sand's running out of the hourglass. And so you grab what you can, especially if you could sign with a playoff-type team. And I do think there will be one or maybe two major suitors uh, for Mark Ingram. And it could – the Saints – and Mark even knows this. This football team in the future isn't going to – is going to be built around Alvin Kamari. That, that, listen, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. They're building this team around Alvin. And that's why he's going to get major bucks. Young running back, terrific receiver coming out of the backfield – that's who you're going to build your offense around. And so for Mark, um, you know, I think I've just got a gut feeling. He's going to look around and see what other options there are. And, again, it doesn't have to be 15 teams. It just has to be one. It's just like the NFL draft. You know, you can have a lot of different opinions on players, but it only takes one team to pick you. That's it. And the same sort of thing happens in free agency. That's good stuff. Mike, always appreciate the chats, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Thanks so much for the time tonight. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate it, bud. All right, Mike Dettelier, at Mike Dettelier on Twitter. Dettelier.com, and of course, host of the second guest show here on WWL. We'll get to your calls here. Lots of people wanting to weigh in on the text line and on the phone line about the David Onyemata story and my commentary here at the start of the hour, why I think the raid by the JPSO was disgraceful. Why I think the marijuana laws, frankly, are disgraceful. Really, the NFL's policy on this is disgraceful also. You can give us a call at 504-260-1870. We had a couple of people that literally just dropped off. If you want to hop back in, we'll get you right in on this. Just wanted to get uh, Mike his full chance there to help us out with what's going to happen with this Saints offseason. Here is a text from the 504 those players make more than enough money to pay for their own medical expenses it goes back to what i was saying here i think the texter when i said the nfl doesn't provide lifetime health insurance for these guys no they, they really don't you might be thinking of guys at the top of that salary cap heap guys like drew Brees. We we're just talking about how much money alvin Kamara and michael thomas might make those guys probably do the guys that are making minimum salary in the nfl for three four years that doesn't set you up for life Certainly not for the medical expenses that you're likely going to need. Again, the NFL doesn't provide lifetime health benefits for these guys. They promote the use of painkillers and opioids. But they have a policy that says, you know, marijuana is the bad one here. Now, well, we're going we're gonna to suspend you for a quarter of the season. We're going to take public, public steps to shame you here. But, yeah, take these handful of pills. 
just weird. It's weird and it's wrong. I mean, I'm not trying to really dive into the non-sports political side of this, but what I will say, like I said before, is that this is a dog and pony show to me, my opinion only, by the JPSO. Raiding David Onyemata's home, raiding his home for a personal level of marijuana. If his name was David Smith, who didn't play for the Saints, nobody knew, this wouldn't happen. That's that's my take on it anyways. And then you had Sheriff Joseph Lepinto trying to say, and he said this, oh, it happens all the time. No, it does not. We can fact check that. You don't go raiding people's houses. There's mail packages all the time. Last time it happened was 2016. I don't know who trying to pull the walls over whose eye there. Also, another interesting part of this was some of the stuff that was found that was listed by the JPSO was powders and oils. Cannabis powders, hemp powders, cannabis oils. You can get similar products. We don't know exactly what the product was. It didn't release that. But you can go to you can do this right now. You can do an, search in Amazon. You have the Amazon app on your phone, or maybe you're sitting at home in front of your computer. Just do a search for like hemp powder or cannabis oils on Amazon, and it will come up with pages and pages and pages of this stuff that you can order right now and deliver to your home. And the fact that the JPSO listed this in the report and fed this to the media acting like this somehow legitimizes what they did is nonsense it just is it's draconian it's archaic it's absurd and if it wasn't in jefferson parish if anyamata had lived in an apartment here in orleans parish this wouldn't have happened because they decriminalized it this disparate various laws we have on the books from one parish to another one state to another in this country heck one league to another I don't know how you keep up. Especially with a guy on your motto who's, remember, he's not from here. He's not a villain. Not a villain. Some people were trying to make it out to this morning. That really got me fired up. David Onyemata is not a villain here. He's a victim of these crazy laws. He did some bad stuff. I'm not absolving him of that. You can't, regardless of how much it was or your intentions for it, you, I'm sorry, having it mailed to your house, that's a... Not a very smart move by Anyamata. He'll also be penalized by the NFL, which, look, I've argued before, not that I agree with the rule, but it is a rule. you got to comply with your workplace rules. So he's going to get suspended. Let's go to the phone lines. Jerry and Mandeville. What's going on, Jerry? Oh, I see you taking on your West Coast, Las Vegas passion. <laughs> West Coast, I'm just saying, Las Vegas passion. Listen, I'm glad you brought up the CBD oil <laughs> and the hemp powder, yeah. okay? Yeah. Okay. Now, I was about to say, why is he getting the real deal through the mail when there's CBD oil and hemp powders that he could take, which right. is far more effective? And it's cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Then you get it on Amazon. You're going to get on Amazon, Joe, like we uh, we said, yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Did he have pot in that package or not? We don't know. if They didn't say if they had pot in the package. They said they found a small amount of marijuana personally this was lapinto saying personal use only not a very small amount in his apartment we don't know the well, details of what that was in the package or not i was going to argue with you but now i'm, I'm going to take your side on this now that you had the cb oil and the hemp powder and all that and a small amount of marijuana come on give yeah me a break. yeah I'm, I'm with you, joe. one of the very rare times joe and mandeville and i 
are in lockstep here. Thanks for the call, Joe. Let's go to John in Thibodeau. John, welcome to the show. All right. Would you happen to think that the um, David Onyemata situation might not have been so much about the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office and more about the, the United States Postal Office and their investigative division and their screening department finding something in mm-hmm. the um, packages. Sure, I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It was first they. Uh, it was a package that was in in the center in Buffalo, New York, and the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office was notified of this. My and again, this is my opinion only. They're not releasing all the details, and we'll never know really the intent of the JPSO here. We we just won't. We're never going to find that out. But my counter to that, John, would be if that was a common practice, as Joe Lapenta was trying to say, oh, this happens all the time. Why has it been since 2016 since they've executed a raid like this for a mail package for marijuana? It's been three years, man. But, but what I'm saying is they might have notified the federal government. Well, they, I'm sure they get notified all the and time. The, Lepinto, the it sounded federal, like, and I've, ta- and I've reached out to law enforcement here today. They get notified about this stuff all the time. It is their choice on whether to act on it or not. I would assume that they saw Onyemata on this, and they go, okay, well, here we go. We better act on it. I understand that, but it just might be something above Lepinto's stat- status to talk about. Well, I understand what you're saying here. I mean, it, it came from, that was absolutely a fact, where it came from Buffalo, New York. And that's when they were notified. But it's hard for me to buy this line from the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office that this was everyday business, business as usual, when a raid like this hasn't happened for this reason since 2016. And before that, it was 2013. Talking about two times in the last decade. In both of those times, and let me let me clarify this too. In both of those cases, you had a massive amount of marijuana being mailed to those people, and they were distributing, dealing it. They were distributors of marijuana. This is a different situation. This is small little small little personal use. We don't even know if there was actual marijuana in the package. Maybe there was, maybe there not wasn't. We don't know. We know that they found some in his house. And the cannabis oils and the hemp powder, I've never had it delivered at Amazon. I've never, you know, I've never done any of that stuff. But I went on Amazon just to check. I wonder if you can get these on Amazon. And indeed, you could. Literally, you can get those delivered to your door on Amazon. So using public resources and funds for this raid screams of attention-grabbing. An overzealous law enforcement because he's a Saints player. And frankly, it disgusted me a little bit. Maybe not even a little bit, a lot bit. Thanks for the call, John. 504-260-1870. Hey, you can disagree with me. Love to hear from you. Tell me why. 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. This is Seth Dunlap on the last lap here on WWL. The commentary on the text line, you guys are off the chain here tonight. Lots. I mean, we've got 100 texts in the last 15 minutes or so. I'll just go through some of them. 870-870 is the text line. Text from the 504. Edibles, he's not wanting to hurt his lungs. Um, that's because they found edibles there. 
Text from the 504, marijuana is still illegal in Orleans Parish. If it's personal level of marijuana, a person receives a summons and not arrested. Yeah, they changed that in 2016. They decriminalized it. Just for example, I know Scoot was talking about this last week, I think. Uh, said he's right. If you're walking down the French Quarter and you're smoking marijuana, they can cite you. They can find you. But as long as you only have a small little personal amount there, they're not arresting you. Tax from the 504, cannabis oils are better painkillers than prescription opioids. It's a great point. And that's, that was my commentary on the NFL. I just The NFL's policy on this, when they promote, not only do they promote painkillers and opioids, they're prescribing them, and, and sometimes on the side, they're handing them out like candy. I guess Steve Court. Ask Bobby Bear and Deuce McAllister. Guys are getting hooked on these dangerous drugs. All drugs are dangerous in their own way. Marijuana has its own set of dangers here. But to act like the opioids and painkillers that they're handing out to these NFL players are somehow above the board, and Animata is some villain here, or somebody who gets caught with a little bit of weed in their house when you're putting your body on the line eight months out of the year, just wrecking your body for entertainment purposes, I just don't get it. Text from the 95, enjoy your show, Seth. Uh, Agree with you. Thanks for the reply. Uh, you bet. Text from the 228. Could it be the NFL was in on this too? I don't know. I don't want to speculate there, to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't think so. I, I highly doubt that. Let's go to uh, DTG. A little tongue twister there. What's going on, DTG? All right, Seth. How you doing tonight, man? Hey, good. What's up? Hey, good. All right. I was just wanting to say, being a longtime smoker, that anytime you send cannabis through the mail, you're going to get flagged. And I've known several different people through several different ages of my life who've gotten busted by sending marijuana through the mail. It's a, it, it's a breakpoint issue. They are looking for it in the mail. Yeah, that was that was not as smart as that's what I in, in what I wrote today and in my commentary top of the hour DTG. I said I'm not absolving him from responsibility here. You can't do that. Nor it's look technically it's against the law. So I guess you made your own bed here, and also it's against league policy. So I'm not absolving him from this. I'm just pointing out some hypocrisy that I see on on all sides of this. Appreciate the call, but you were right there. Like I don't again, Animato is not from here. Um, and certainly not from the city. I don't know if he knew the difference between the policies in Orleans Parish and Jefferson Parish, and that's on him. Like You, you can't claim ignorance of the law. But yeah, it's just an interesting – it's very interesting. It didn't happen this week, by the way. This happened last week. It was just reported on uh, this week. It's kind of broken. Uh, broken today, broken this morning, rather. Uh, here's a text from the 504. You're sounding like a West Coast liberal. Um, well, here's the thing. I guess 70% of the country, was it 72% the last national survey? I guess 72% of people in this country are West Coast liberals because 72% of the country believes that it should be legalized. So, you know, you know what's kind of um, pleased me today is at the very beginning of the day, I saw a lot of people bashing on Yamada for this, acting like he's some crazy supervillain. And then the public relations battle and the, the social media conversation kind of shifted here. And the vast majority of people are on Anyamata's side. Vast majority of people. So that's 
giving me a little optimism here. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. We'll be back after this on the last lap. And tomorrow on Fans and the Pros with Zach Streif and Deuce McAllister, Sheldon Rankins is recovering from surgery. Tyler Davison is a free agent, and David Onyemata could be suspended. Has defensive tackle become the Saints' top priority this offseason? Plus 80, not traded. Zach and Deuce will weigh in on that. That's tomorrow from 4 to 8 p.m. here on the home of the Saints and LSU, WWL. Uh, lots of text, some of them vulgar, some of them taking shots at all sorts of people. Uh, me, Onyemata, Sheriff Lepinto, and and look, I'm not going to let people take shots at, at other people that I don't think are warranted here, and I'm not going to read some of these texts. Text line is a little bit of crazy, a little bit of crazy, maybe a lot of bit of crazy. Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll: Did the Pelicans make the right choice in not trading Anthony Davis? You can cast your vote at wwl.com, and well, it's almost unanimous here. That eighty-five percent of you are saying the Pelicans did, yes, indeed, make the right choice by not trading Anthony Davis. It's not often you get three Saints in a room. And a Marine. Monday, they're going to do just that. It's Bobby Bear, Deuce McAllister, Zach Streif, and Christian Garrick for Sports Talk live from the Mercedes-Benz in New Orleans Monday from 4 to 8 p.m. Going to be big fun. It's the first time since the no-call that our pros will be together. You can get out there and hang out with Bobby, Zach, Deuce, Christian, talk Saints, LSU, Pelicans, and who else knows. And Did Deuce play the harp? Is that a rumor? Did you know this, Logan? I don't know. It says Deuce may play the harp again, what I'm reading. I didn't know he played the harp. I heard that on a commercial with Zach, but maybe Deuce will play the harp again. That's Sports Talk and Mercedes-Benz of New Orleans, Monday, 4 to 8 p.m. That's 3727 Veterans Boulevard right here on WWL. It's going to be a blast. It will be a blast. I'll be tuned in to that also. Uh, next hour here on the show, we're going to turn the page. you got some basketball to talk. College Hoops, LSU, they snapped that short little one-game losing streak. Win in overtime, 92-88. Mississippi State on the road. John Brady, former LSU basketball coach, now the color analyst on the LSU Sports Radio Network, is going to join us. And then Ralph Michaels out in Vegas. we got a re- weekly spot with him. We'll talk about Super Bowl odds. We'll talk about LSU's spot in the college basketball hierarchy and how things in the NBA have changed with all these trades. Not just the Pelicans making a couple of moves. We had uh, the Toronto Raptors acquiring players. We had uh, the Milwaukee Bucks acquiring players. Uh, we had the Sixers. Uh, all sorts of teams in the Eastern Conference. Almost an arms race over there. And if it wasn't so depressing what's happening with Anthony Davis and the situation with the Pelicans here, it might be a little more intriguing for everybody here to watch, but certainly an arms race out there in the Eastern Conference. Also something that we'll get into next hour is LeBron James is apparently very angry and very upset that the Pelicans didn't make a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. He thinks Anthony Davis is being treated unfairly. He thinks Anthony Davis is being treated unfairly by the organization, by you, the fans, and apparently he's had enough. Also, the Los Angeles media has had enough of the Pelicans standing up to the big bully Los Angeles Lakers. You had multiple bloggers and writers and some major publications there saying that, well, it's the Pelicans being outrageous because they didn't negotiate in good faith with the Lakers after the Lakers dropped the bomb and 
really, with their contacts inside Clutch Sports and Rich Paul and Anthony Davis and LeBron James camp, orchestrated this whole fiasco a couple Saturdays ago. We'll get into all that. One more hour to go here. I'm Seth Dunlap. It's the last lap here on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 